This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast, the preview show. Today we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming fixture midweek against Portsmouth, a long trip down. Um, with me today is Hugh from the PO Forecast. Hugh, mate, how are you? All right? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me on. No problem. No problem. Now, uh, we'll get straight into it then. Um, last season, obviously you finished, what? eighth in the uh, in the league how did you, how, how was that um received by by yourself and the fans was that a bit of a failure disappointment to miss out on the playoffs yeah i mean it was a strange season really james because at the end of the season before it was kenny jacket obviously run his time and you could even you could say that before even and i remember they obviously had nobody else to fill in but they asked me to go on itv meridian and discuss what i thought after us getting knocked out of the playoffs um and I, I literally said, you know, it's time to get a new manager at the time. We still didn't do it. We rolled into the season. You know, Mark Catlin was there and he was sort of still talking about how he backed jacket. The owners were talking about he backed jacket. But it was really awful to watch. The fans have divided. And you probably know from doing a weekly podcast, if you've got every week people want to get the manager out and, you know, just going through tweet after tweet of that sort of content, it was quite relieving to see Danny Cowley come in. Yeah. Now, at the time, I think we wanted Stendhal, who was my manager of choice. Okay. Then I spoke to one of the Lincoln lads, um, one of their podcasts up there, the Stacey West podcast. Oh, yeah, we podcast. spoke to them, yeah. Yeah, I shout them out. Um, and they actually convinced me in, a, in an hour chat that, that Danny Cowley was actually going to be a great option alongside Nicky Cowley uh, coming in. And, and pretty much a week and a half after, Danny Cowley, I reached out to him uh, and he came on our podcast and answered a few fan questions and chatted to us. And it was such a... 
a, a sort of culture change from Kenny Jackie, who had absolutely no interaction with fans, no interest. And, and the fans are really sort of pernickety on that point. It's maybe rightly so, but fixated on that. And it was this sort of fresh, you know, gust of fresh air, I suppose, that when Kenny Jackie was gone, Danny Cowley came in with this idea of playing more possession, interesting sort of like fast paced football. And that's if been his a bit project more of an so identity far. kind of thing. We need an identity. It was it was so bad to watch. Pompey fans are saying their necks were hurting, looking up the whole time, and this sort of long ball, sort of aimless sort of football at the end. And you know, fans were saying we're not renewing our season tickets if we have to come back and watch Kenny Jacket as, as well. And I think we needed someone who's personable, who showed some passion on the touchlines. And um, Danny and Nicky certainly do that. Yeah, I mean, my next question is 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 about obviously the the Cowleys. Now, how do how were how were they received by the fans? By by the sounds of it, it, it sounds like quite well, basically. I mean, they received very well. I mean, you know, I don't think many managers get the sort of heroes welcome that they did uh, coming into the club. Everyone was really excited to see what they could do, and they they sort of tried to take that that team that Kenny Jacket had made and mold it into their sort of you know fast paced football team at the time. And that's that's always going to be a big ask for managers coming in. Uh, in sort of March, I think it was at the end of the season, you think they did put some wins together and push us up and you thought maybe we could get a playoff place and it didn't quite materialise. But we had the summer and, you know, we thought, right, this is the chance to get rid of a lot of the players and try and try and bring in footballers that they think can play the system quite well. That sort of happened. It's been a bit of a struggle for the start of the season. But I think in the last eight to, 10, eight to 10 games, eight games in particular, you can see that the, the style of football they want to play is slowly creeping through now and it's started to be you know, acted on properly by the team. Yeah, obviously Portsmouth for a team that, like ourselves, have, well, I suppose for us it's been longer than yourself, but obviously you know, you've know you been in the, in the Premiership not so long ago. Um, obviously when we, got, when we got relegated, you know, all our fans were saying we don't want to do a Sunderland or a Portsmouth and, and stay down here for, for too long. Obviously you've been even, even further down as well. Um, can you, can you see that you're on the, on the way up and another, perhaps another thing to touch on is, have you found it a lot more difficult than what perhaps you first, first thought? Yes and no. Obviously when we get promoted back up from, from league two under, under Paul Cook and, he ends up going to Wigan and, you know, it's, it's been quite a few seasons where you think actually under the Kenny Jacket season, we had one where I think we're I'm going to get this wrong. There were seven or eight points clear at Christmas. And you think, all right, we've got this. We had quite a class team. Then we had Jamal Lowe, Ronan Curtis. We had Matt Clark playing centre back for us. And you think with the sort of players we had in that team that we should have gone up and we should have done. So the problem is that team sort of aged out and, players got sold on as, as you'd expect when they're performing well, like Jamal Lowe ends up at Swansea and then moving on. But it, it's been a struggle for sure. Um, but with Danny Cowley coming in, I think the patience has to start again a little bit. It's going to take more than one transfer window when you have so many players leaving. So there was a little bit of impatience from fans actually um, recently, but that seems to have gone away because when you're winning games, everyone's happy, aren't they? Yeah, and on that winning games, obviously at the moment you're on a fantastic run of form. Uh, well, you think it's six games unbeaten in all competitions at, at the moment. I mean, what's happened over this this past month that's that's made everything click? I'd say, well, it's six wins in a row in all competitions and unbeaten in eight. 
currently. Yeah. Um, what's interesting as well is in those last six games, we've only conceded one goal as well in that time, which is obviously quite impressive for a team who've been pressing well as well. So what's changed? It's It's been a little bit odd, but we've had two real big problems this season and we tried to go to a three to the back, which didn't work playing um because we had some injury issues basically clark robinson who's one of our main center backs who was brought in in the summer got injured has been ruled out for probably until after christmas connor ogilvie again brought in from Gillingham, really really nice player he again was injured so we sort of had to play players like sean williams who's a center midfielder in center back we had to bring in our right back kieran freeman to play in a back three as well and whilst we were creating chances, we were just conceding and leaking goals. And it was quite painful to watch like away at Cholton and we ended up drawing 2-2 and we should have won the game. And when Cholton were really rubbish as well before yeah. when they had the scummer Atkins in charge rather than the uh, <laughs> making that manager change. So it was quite frustrating. And you thought, when is this team going to turn around? But Conor Ogilvie comes back into the side and with him and Sean Raggett at the back, suddenly we look a bit more stable, like we've got a platform there. And then when you get those basics right, and Joe Morrell sort of gets bedded into the team, who's been a really good player for us. Um, and obviously listeners might have seen him play at the Euros for Wales. And when he's playing against Kevin De Bruyne the week before in the international break, and then coming to play in the centre midfield for Portsmouth, it just shows the kind of class he's got. And then up front is the other issue. John Marquis has been really poor this season I was talking on the what the fork podcast which is the Sunderland podcast and I remember just sitting there chatting to Graham going I can't see the man getting any better and we have no depth at all and this is when I'm going to bring in one of your listeners favorite players because I slated him on the podcast openly I said he's one of the worst players I've ever seen put a Portsmouth shirt on you know why, why did you go out and get a man he's never scored a goal in in the EFL himself but they starts George Hurst and I, I groaned at I groaned at the game at the time. He's been excellent. I don't really? know anyone, I don't know if anyone's seen some of the highlights yet. You know, he's played, he's he's got a bit of a turn of pace. He can take the ball down well. Um, he's got a goal now as well off his back. So he's feeling a bit better about that. It was quite a close tap in. But what he's allowed to do is he's actually pressed, won the ball back, run the channels, and that's allowed us to really play Danny Cowley's style of football, which is that high press sort of style. Yeah, well, obviously with with George, George Hurst, yeah, he was he was rumored to be the next next best thing at, at Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously, his dad, absolute legend um, for us, and yeah, it was one of those where didn't sign a contract, threw the toys out the pram. I think he wanted a lot more money than what we were supposed, to, what they were prepared to give him. Uh, and then yeah, like Leicester did the did the dirty on us and their sister club out in Belgium signed him and and that you know the rest of rest of his history but he didn't really do anything over there then he's not done anything at Rotherham and then yeah obviously gone to yourselves and it's just sods law that if he starts on on Tuesday I'll be putting a tenner on him scoring anyway it's uh that's what that's what usually happens I can't see him not started on Tuesday and he, he's a player that he's a bit unlucky to not get a goal again against Gillingham in the last game where we, we scored in the 93rd minute to, to get the, to get the winner and you got a feel that it was freezing cold I stood in the in the priest field like huddled up like penguins in the ground you know it was absolutely no roof on there on the way end there is there and it was no. wind blowing in from the medway and you you got down to 90 minutes and you thought earlier on in the season we would have folded and and not got anything out of that game or maybe got a point but you know as we are at the moment and with the passion and the the fans united behind the manager and the team, the players have an identity. That's when you start scoring and winning those games. 
I mean, you've mentioned the fact that you've you've hardly conceded in recent games. I mean, someone that uh, I want to pick out is your goalkeeper, Gavin Bazunu, uh, who's uh, obviously done made all the headlines for, for obviously Republic of Ireland with some great performances, including that penalty save from from Ronaldo. Um, how has he been uh, for yourself this season? Is he is he worthy of all that hype that he gets? Yeah, well, I'm glad you've asked, James, because I can't believe I spoke this low and not boy him up, really, to be honest. But <laughs> you've Bizzunu, mentioned everyone else. Yeah, Bazunu is he's a player that I think is I think it's important to say is really important to Pompey's system because what he does, I mean, he's on loan from Man City for people who don't know who are listening, and Pep Guardiola really rates him, and he's a very Guardiola style goalkeeper in that sense. So he plays quite far out the net. He's very good with his feet. His distribution's very good. And what that allows us to do is the two centre-backs or the three even now to push up and to split and go forward because he'll take the ball like a like a, like a a defender would. It's like a sweeper-keeper kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, almost definitely like that. So he can ping the ball left, right. He wants to play the ball short if possible so he can pass out the back. But having that player who's confident playing that far out and orchestrating the ball and left and right at this level is absolutely unbelievable. I mean... There's no doubt in my mind that next season he'll, you know, end up going and playing for where he could play on loan for a Premier League team. So we're very lucky to have him. Ireland Player of the Year at 19 years old. Um, playing for Pompey is a is a massive luxury and he's been absolutely outstanding this season. Yeah, in in terms of like expectation, um, first of all, what what was your expectation at the start of the season, and and now you know you you sit in uh, sitting ninth, obviously on that excellent runner runner form. Uh, has that expectation? changed like since the start of the season I actually predicted us to come sixth and that was optimistic this season as what I said at the start of the season I suppose a lot of fans thought we'd finish around mid-table it's quite clear this squad wasn't quite completed in the summer and it needs another couple of transfer windows really to tighten it up um, we need another centre-back desperately because as, as I said earlier on if we get a couple of injuries we're done for again we need another striker because you know although George Hurst might have got hot at the moment. Who knows what happens if he gets injured and John Marcus has to come back into the team. So this, I think we very much wanted the team to, to be challenging for the playoffs this season. At the same time, there are ports of fans thinking this is ports of football club. We should be trying to get promoted out of this league and in some ways, quite rightly so. But I think the fans are now on board with trying to trust the process, trust the manager and hopefully next season, I think it's when we, we try and get promoted definitely. Yeah, in terms of like a, a style of play that you that we're going to be expecting on on Tuesday, is it is it something that's you know you, you've kept throughout the course of the season, or is it something that Danny Cowell is not afraid to to change and, and you know and, and depending on the opposition? We've played loads of formations as he's tried to get Pompey playing how he wants to play really. But what happened was we played a little bit more conservatively at the start of the season and maybe we beat crew at the start of the season two now it looked comfortable and people thought all right you know this team looks quite solid but we were really failing to score and convert chances then we went to the three at the back tried to be a bit more expansive but got caught out constantly and had to tighten it up so we went back to our four at the back again to try and stop us leaking goals you know we lost four nil to Ipswich at home that was you know pretty devastating and there was quite a few games where we just lost two under Cambridge at home. So we went for a right sticky patch where some fans started to come out and go, this is worse than watching Kenny Jacket football. <laughs> um, but luckily they've turned it round. And now we've sort of settled into this formation. We've another player we've got who's really worth mentioning is Marlon Romeo. He's a right wing back for us. So we'll play three at the back. We'll play the wing backs as well. Um, so it's more of a sort of a, a three, four, one, two. 
Um, but against Wickham, for instance, we narrowed that and played more centre midfielders to stop them sort of playing that time-wasting, aggressive system that they play. Yeah. So Danny Cowley would definitely want to change up the way we play to a certain level, if that makes sense, in personnel yeah. or whatever, depending on who we play against. Excellent. Now, um, obviously, there'll be quite a few Wednesday fans making the uh, making the, the long trip down as we uh, as we always at, you know, we always do. Obviously, well well backed, well followed. Um, where where should they be go for a for a pre match pint? Where's the best place to go? Well, I'm going to be I'll be repping these lads again. But there's a there's a place called the Staggeringly Good Brewery. It's a it's a fairly new place. It's right near Fratton Park. Um, it's pretty massive. So they make all the beer there if you like an IPA and that sort of thing. Um, but it's pretty big. I've told the lads at Roker Report about it and Sunderland bought in about a hundred odd people, maybe more, a couple of hundred into it. And that was all good. So I'd recommend it close to the ground. You can get a bit of food there if you want as well. But, you know, retro arcade games, big beer, German style tables and beers. So that's what I'd re- recommend going. Good stuff. Good. Hugh, uh, before we uh, before we leave you then, obviously um, we're on a score prediction. What is it, what's it going to be on Tuesday? I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I mean, it's not it's not the most sexy result, but Pompey haven't been conceding that many goals. And I think it's going to be quite a, quite a tight game with both teams, though, probably good enough to get a goal against each other. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Would that be a result that you'd be, you'd be happy with? Yeah, I think I'll be fine with it. I mean, obviously at home you want to win the game. You know, it's always better for the team away, I reckon, to get that draw. I'd like us to get a win. But, you know, we're on really good form at the moment. Wednesday are a good side and I think they'll match us up and I think we'll probably end up 1-1 or maybe someone sneaks it either way. But I'm probably now going to get trounced, aren't we? But, you know, <laughs> we do these predictions each week and I don't think I'm doing that well. So I don't think I'm doing very well on the predictions either, mate. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be definitely having a tenner on George Hurst uh, scoring, uh, scoring first on, on uh, Tuesday. Marcus Harness, mate, as you want to be fluttering on. Eight goals so far he playing in central attack in midfield uh, the, ma- the man's actually I think he's scored I don't know he's scored quite a lot recently if you go back and watch his goals in November I think he's got three or four recently he can it's... score from outside the box in the box but then again maybe is it just the curse is it it's just the curse it's, of Hurst it, it's just it's just the curse of any former player that plays against us Steve, Stephen Fletcher did it um, last season when he went to Stoke he scored against us he absolutely nailed on so uh, yeah that's it just, that's just what happens um, yeah but like, uh, before we go where can uh, where can listeners find uh, find you if they want to take a listen yeah so uh, check out our podcast and all the usual platforms which are the same as you uh, James but um, it's uh, on Twitter you can find us at PO Forecast and we also have a sports site so we're part of um, Pompey News Now so check out at Pompey News Now uh, where you can find all our blogs articles and stuff and, and read as well as listen Excellent. Cheers, you. Thank you very much. Um, good luck for the rest of the season, but hopefully we uh, we give you a pasting on Tuesday night. <laughs> so if it's the other way around, right, James? <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, James. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.